the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's I on Real Estate on AM 970. The answer. This is I on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of I on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. In the neighborhood, who you gonna call? Welcome back to Ion Real Estate. I'm attorney Stephen Ebert with the law firm of Casson and Casson, and I am so pleased to have with us to kick off the second half of our show, Dr. Jane Gibson. Uh, Dr. Gibson, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's a pleasure to be with you. How are you doing today? Wonderful, thank you. So, uh, you know, it, it, we've had you on the show, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of an annual tradition to have you come back right around this time of year. And, you know, I love doing that because, you know, spirituality on so many levels is so important, and, and there's a real tie-in to place and time and energy. And, and, you know, in so many different cultures, in so many different ways, it manifests its to itself to you know, having a house that's feng shui and how we design and we position things um, all the way uh, on a spiritual plane. And just wanted to talk about a few things that come up. You know, as a law student, pretty much every law student in America, when they take their property class, they hear about the famous case of Stromboski, which had to do with a real estate sale over in Nyack, which is about an hour north of Manhattan, um, about a house that was it haunted versus did it have a reputation for being haunted and how it affected you know the transaction if it could go through or not. But so, so there's a real tie-in with these issues uh, and of course real estate. But if you can tell us a little bit about yourself and how you've gotten into um, this area um, and and a little bit about some of your experiences in in dealing with um, these matters. Yeah, you know, I've been doing this work for 18 years now, just over 18 years, and um, it's fascinating, and I I, I just would never um, want to not do this work. I think it's just amazing. But, uh, yeah, there's, I mean, there's all kinds of things that, that can happen, and to me, you know, we're talking about energy. I mean, energy is energy, and we're all energy, everybody... Uh, every soul is energy, and the, a ghost is the soul of somebody who used to be alive. So we, you know, we need to think about that, and we need to respect that. And, um, you know, there are lots of people that say to me, oh, you know, this can't be real. I, 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 I always laugh because there's, there's people that say to me, I saw a ghost, but I don't believe in them. 
so I don't know how you could see it and not believe in it. But mostly, I think people are, they feel things, and we all feel things, even though somebody says, you know, I, I don't feel anything. That isn't true. There are things that happen because there's negative energy or there's a ghost in your house. Um, a lot of things, or a lot of times, it's just about really about your mood. Your mood will change when you're in a space that is not um, that's not clean and clear of energy. You're you might feel depression. You might feel things that. Um, you know, it's it's more about a feeling than it is anything else. Most people don't actually see a ghost. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. So it's about awareness and perception. You know, I was, I was watching with my kids, and I saw this movie years ago. Great movie, uh, The Sixth Sense, right with mm. Bruce Willis. And, and you know, it's part of it is even a matter of perspective and awareness. And I don't feel bad spoiling the movie because the movie came out years and years ago, but. Yep. Even the ghosts didn't have the awareness that they were, which was a fascinating take um, yes. in the film. And so when we're talking about this awareness, you know, it's an interesting thing. You're coming into a house that you're thinking about buying, and, you know, most people are like, oh, is it on a nice street? Do I like the colors? Does it have the room sizes and everything? But mm-hmm. can you talk about what are some of the things that if somebody's visiting a home to really talking about this feeling aspect of the home and what to be on the lookout for. Yeah, it's it's interesting because people don't always have the ability to articulate what it is that they're feeling. They just don't feel good. They they walk into a home or they walk into an office space and it just doesn't feel good. And so they mm-hmm. they they don't know why. They just they just know that they don't you know, it just doesn't it doesn't work for them and you know a lot of it is just about you know a lot of it is about feeling about how how do you feel when you're in there i mean even you know as a realtor and you've got let's say an office space that you're trying to lease and and you just can't find somebody that will come and take that space and it's a lot about you know negative energy pockets of negative energy that are in a house now, it, it, it's not that everything... Now, if I can guess, Kane, if I can guess, before we get to how to deal with it, you know, yeah. and, I, and I get it. I mean, we all know the expression, trust your gut, right? Because yeah. we do get a gut feeling about things, right? And, yeah, and you're definitely. right. I mean, I mean, the reality is we all have limited senses, right? If we, I mean, everyone's taken even, you know, a high school science class, right, back in the day, and then you realize... What we see with our eyes is just visible light, and there's so much yeah. of the spectrum that we can't see with our eyes without tools, right? That's right. Um, in That's basically right, yeah. things. So, so now, but here's the question. You know, someone's going to say, yeah, look, we all, we all get that, you know, you know, cold, you know, cold feeling, let's say, or, 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 mm-hmm. or so forth, but are there any more sort of tangible signs to, or ways to sort of help be aware? Because you made an interesting point also that some people are more aware than others. What, what makes certain people maybe more aware or things to help be more aware? Well, I, I think that we get caught up a lot in our own, you know, in our own world and in our own um, work, in our own uh, thoughts and what's going on with our own selves. So we become, I call it, very earthbound. 
um, you know, we're, we're only working on the five senses that we have. We feel that we don't have room in our lives to, you know, sort of be expansive and to think, um, you know, to think about other spiritual realms or other things like that. And, and I think that people just get caught. They, they just, they just forget that they have a, that they're able to feel things with their body and their energy. Um, you, you know, they just, they're just running around, you know, doing their work. And they don't. Yeah. You know, I, I, they, I totally they, hear you. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. Go ahead, please. No worries. No worries. Go ahead. You know, and, and it's interesting because you also mentioned a great point of, you know, really, you know, a, a spirit being tied to a place. But, you know, it's mm-hmm. not just always the stereotypical thing, right? Everyone has a stereotype. Oh, that's the spooky house. That's the old house where something bad happened. You, you yeah. can see this happening in a new house, too, right? You know, just where mm-hmm. it was vacant yeah. land and they built a house. So tell me a little about that, of how it's that, that connectivity. Well, if you, you know, if you have a brand new house, and let's just say, you know, um, an older house was, was torn down at some point and you're going to build a brand new house, you know, the problem, of course, with that is that you're disturbing all the energy. You disturb the energy in, in the ground because um, sometimes it's brand new land. Let's just say there's a forest there and somebody comes in and they're going to take their backhoe and they're going to dig in the land. When you dig up the earth and the soil and you, you dig in the ground, then you're stirring up the energy. So, you know, even though people might say, well, I, you know, I have a brand new house. It was just built, you know, just got finished building, and, and now I, I don't feel good in this house, and I feel like, the, you know, the house is haunted. Well, it's because you probably stirred up the energy that was going on in the land. So the land carries energy as well, everything in the land and, and, and in the earth. You know, when you start digging up, um, you know, the soil and digging, digging way down to put your foundation in, you're going to stir up the, the energy, and, and that energy is going to go into the house. And sometimes there's a ghost. So it will come into the brand new house, and, and uh, you know, people are always a bit, you know, taken aback because they just don't think that a brand new house should have any problems, but it does. And, and you know, even at the time during renovations times, let's just say you've bought an older house or, you know, it, I mean, everybody, as you know, everybody buys a house and then they do some sort of renovation. So when you're in the house and you're starting to rip up the floors or let's say you're going to take out a wall, a major renovation, all of that disturbs the energy. And if there was ever anything that was in the walls that was, you know, resting, residing in there, it will now come out. So there's a lot of times uh, for me, I get people who call me and say, I'm doing this renovation or I've just finished this renovation, and now my house is, you know, not feeling good. I think there's a ghost in here. It's because you've disturbed the energy. So, you know, renovation. So now, renovation so now what, things, do we, but... what do we do about this? Because, you know, if, if a client says to me, hey, look, I just spent all this money. I've moved my family. I have a mortgage. You know, yeah. it's like I, I, have, I have all these issues, and now there's something wrong. And, you know, what, 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 what do they do about yeah. it, and, and how do you help them? Well, I mean, what do they do about it? I mean, you, 
there there are things that you can do. Um, certainly, there's things that you can do on your own, like you can always do a sage smudge, or you could, um, you know, I don't know, open the windows and doors and play loud music. That sometimes helps get you know things back into place. But um, at that stage, I would say you need a professional. You need a professional to come and, and do, a, you know, an energy clearing for you, and that's where I come in. So what I do is I connect to the energy in the house or the office space, whatever whatever we're looking at, um, and I will come in and, and move that energy. So I take it and I pull and release it out of the space and... Um, yeah, I mean, basically, that that's what I do. I change the energy in the house. And if there's a ghost in there, well, then I, I, I'm able to find them, and I talk to them, and I can, I can have a conversation, and then I send them to the light because that's where they need to go. And it's uncanny to me that, you know, every time that I do this, people say, oh, my house feels so much better. My house is lighter. It's brighter. The air is flowing in this house. You know, so I, I would say, you know, for your young family and your example, um, you know, if you love the house and, yeah, you're there and you've got your mortgage and you feel like you're kind of stuck, get somebody like me to, to do an energy clearing in your house. You will love your house again. Great. Now, we're going to have, obviously, people hear this, and some people relate to it. Some are going to be intrigued. Some are going to say completely skeptical of it. And, yeah. you know, it's always, t- you know, on any any issue, whether it's this or something else, it's always, you know, hard to sometimes to connect to something that's not as tangible in the same way. Would you yeah. mind sharing, you know, a story or two where you actually did connect and and you know, a, a couple of details um, of what happened. Hey. Well, I, a recent clearing that I did was, um, I thought was very interesting. Um, this was a woman, oh boy, now I can't remember where she lived. It was um, in one of the, um, oh dear, sorry, up, up, from, up from Indiana, one of the states up from Indiana. Um, and, you know, she was a little bit of a skeptic, She, but there were things going on in her house. And this was a house that she renovated. It was uh, her parents' house. It, she grew up in the house. They moved out of the house, and then um, later on in life, they bought the house back. So interesting, you know, kind of all the different energies that are going on in that house. So she said, well, you know, I'm hearing... I'm hearing loud noises, I'm hearing um, thumps on the wall, I, um, my plants in my backyard that I, she said she was um, a collector of, of um, kind of exotic plants and she had them all, you know, planted in her, in her backyard. Um, they were all, you know, dying and she just couldn't figure out why, you know, all of these things were happening. So... Um, you know, we talked a long time about uh, how the energy was going to move and what she could expect to, to you know, to see and to, to have when the house was cleared and the yard was cleared. 
and she said, "Well, you know, okay, I'll 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 go for it. I'll take a chance." And um, sure enough, you know, I did a, a real clearing for her. Now I do that remotely because I don't um, I don't go to people's homes. I don't travel. You know, I would have to take a plane, and it would take me hours to get there. So, um, so I do it remote. What remote means is that I connect with the energy, and and um, I went, you know, into her home in a meditative state. We changed the energy in her house altogether. There was a bunch of just pockets of negative energy that that needed to be cleared from people who had lived there before, but also from the renovations, from all the the strong renovations that she did. She was an artist as well. She had an art an art room, a studio that you know in her home, and um, we got that you know kind of cleared up. One of the things you mentioned was feng shui, so we talked a lot about the feng shui in the energy in the room and how the energy would flow in that room, so that she could actually go in there and work. So once once the um, energy was cleared up, and we we I did a clearing on her land as well on her property because she said that her plants were dying, and I thought, well, what is that about, and why? So, you know, I found a ghost on her property, which, you know, didn't help. Um, we, I, I did a blessing on her land. We did a clearing. We got all the energy cleared up within her house. Um, and we got, it, you know, the, uh, just the pockets of negative energy cleared out. And then I heard back from her. And she said, I'm not a skeptic anymore. She said, my house feels amazing. It smells good in here. Um, I guess there was a stale odor kind of a smell in the house because of the stale energy. And she said, um, you know, she said, I can't believe it, but she said, I, I've set up all of my painting things and I'm starting to paint and create again um, some beautiful art in my room. And she said um, one of the plants that was in her yard that she thought was on its way you know, to to dying, she said, has suddenly taken a pickup, and it looks good now again, and and everything's fine. So, a skeptic, I'm not I'm not here to, you know, to explain to you or anybody that you know ghosts exist, their energy work, you know, is 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 good or bad. I, I you know I do my work, and people can see for themselves. You know, I don't. Uh, I, I don't spend a lot of time trying to convince people that, you know, the work I do is is valid. Sure. So I know we're going to be coming up to a break soon, but I want to get into something that's also very sensitive to people when they buy a place. Um, mm-hmm. Somebody who maybe have passed on in a residence, and now they're trying to sell it. Um, yeah. You know, any 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 thoughts and comments on that? Oh. We're you know oh. we're just coming up to a break and Here we go. we'll be talking more with Dr. Gibson right after this break. You're listening to Ion Real Estate.
I'm super excited about the conversation I just had with Alex Kinsella over at Route 22 Toyota. He was catching me up on the landscape of the automotive industry, and I got to tell you, he really seems to have it figured out. Alex and his entire team over at Route 22 Toyota in Hillside, New Jersey, makes the entire car shopping experience easy. He let me know that while inventory levels are far from perfect, they finally got a nice selection of new cars over at Route 22 Toyota, including RAV4 and Highlanders. Plus, they're holding in inventory for local New Jersey residents versus selling them to people calling from out of state. Call Route 22 Toyota at 973-705-8905 and let the team show you one of the area's largest selections of new Toyota vehicles. And be sure to check out their huge selection of pre-owned and Toyota certified used vehicles while you're there. That's 973-705-8905. And remember to tell them that Joe Piscopo sent you. AM 970, The Answer is bringing Dr. Lederman's expertise in alternative cancer treatments to prime time every Monday night at 7. Dr. Lederman is triple board certified in radiation oncology, medical oncology, and internal medicine, and is the first physician to perform non-invasive body radiosurgery in the Western Hemisphere. On an outpatient basis, no hospitals, no cutting, no bleeding. Radiosurgery takes minutes, is painless, non-invasive, and usually very well tolerated. Join Dr. Lederman Monday night at 7 on AM 970, The Answer. Terms and conditions apply. Visit ARWHome.com for details. Homeowners, if you don't have an ARW Home Warranty, you could be losing thousands of dollars a year on repairs for your home. An ARW Home Warranty Service Plan covers the repairs in your home that the home insurance won't. For instance, Jerry's new sewer line was going to cost $2,500. ARW saved me thousands. Judy's water heater broke and was going to cost her $2,000. ARW saved me $2,000. Don't be shocked at the high prices when a home system breaks down. Be protected by by ARW Home Warranty and get peace of mind for less than a dollar a day. With plans for heating and AC systems, washers, dryers, kitchen appliances, plumbing, electrical systems, and more. Real estate professionals, ARW has an attractive bonus program for you. If you own a home, don't wait for something to break in your home. Get an ARW Home Warranty now and find out how much money you could be saving by calling 800-711-5250. That's 800-711-5250. 800-711-5250. I'm Ferenc Toth, host of the Your Personal Bank Show. I use common sense as an entrepreneur, financial literacy educator, and speaker to understand how current events affect our money, economy, and our freedom. Grow your money safely, reduce taxes, increase returns, and create positive arbitrage with Your Personal Bank. Tune in to the Your Personal Bank Show Saturdays at 4 p.m. or contact Ferenc at yourpersonalbank.com. The Your Personal Bank Show Saturdays at 4 p.m. AM 970, The Answer. I was working in the lab late one night When my eyes beheld an eerie sight For my monster from his slab began Welcome back to Ion Real Estate. I'm attorney Stephen Ebert uh, from the law firm Casson & Casson, and I'm pleased to continue our conversation with Dr. Jane Gibson. Uh, so, Jane, before the break, um, just was asking a question so we, we can complete our discussion on it. A lot of times people get concerned. They don't know how to, as a seller, to disclose, say something, don't say anything. As a buyer, sometimes they shy away from it. Mm. If someone has passed on, even just from natural causes, in a property, um, what, what are any of the issues that, that, you, that you've come across with that? Well, one of the things that I want to say is that just because somebody dies in the house doesn't mean that they're a ghost now. 
you know, it, it depends on how people die and what their issues are that are left behind for them. So, um, you know, if if somebody died in the house and they were ill, let's say a terminal illness, and they were ill for quite a while, um, you know, you might want to clear the energy that's in there from the illness. So it doesn't mean that, you know, just because somebody died in the house that there's a ghost now. So we have to be really careful. Like, this is not the movies. You 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 know, you talked about the sixth sense, the movie. Um, this is not the movies. This is this is what happens in real life, and you know, you just you need, you just need to figure out, you know, what's going on in the house once the person has you know has passed on. I will say that if there's a sudden death, that's often when you see you know people hanging behind the this, the soul hangs behind and will become a ghost because they don't really understand that they've died. So in in the movie, going back to the movie, your comment about that movie, that's, um, there are ghosts who just really don't understand that they've actually they've actually died. And it takes them a while, you know, to, to kind of figure that out. And then to figure out why they're there and, and what they need to move on and to go to the other side. So um, saying that somebody died in the house it doesn't mean a whole lot to me. Um, it might mean something to them, but I would say that there definitely needs to be a clearing done in the house with the energy from illness. I wanted to um, kind of carry that forward a little bit and say that if there's a crime in the house, let's say the house was broken into and the person, you know, the the criminal actually killed somebody in the house. That might be a might be a time when, you know, you you would get a ghost because somebody was suddenly killed and they don't they they just didn't know that they had been killed. So there might be a ghost because of that. So in in any case, one one case or the other case, the crime or the death, I would say. You know, get a clearing done, and and have those have that energy um, shifted and moved on, and also have those ghosts, you know, out of the house and and gone to the other side. For me, it's a it's a value statement. Um, you know, everybody deserves to grow and learn spiritually, um, even a ghost. So I don't leave ghosts behind. I always send them to the light. I always send them to the other side. So you can be pretty safe in assuming that if I do a clearing for you that you will not have a ghost in your house and you will not have any pockets of negative energy that are left, let's say, from an illness or let's say from a lot of arguing. Um, You know, sometimes parents and teens get into it pretty bad and they can leave a big pocket of negative energy in a house. That energy doesn't go away. It doesn't just go away. You can't just open the windows and, and it goes away. You have to get a professional like me to come in and clear it for you. Great. Well, Dr. Jane Gibson, always a pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today. And hopefully we'll have you come back next year. It'll be nice to have you again. It's, a, it's our nice annual tradition. Thank you so much. <laughs> I'm always excited. I'm always excited Wonderful. to be able to be on your show. And thank you so much for having me and enjoy your day. Thank you. Take care. 
Yeah. So taking taking this topic that we talked about, I, I think we want to really focus in on home inspecting. And, you know, we have a lot of different issues that can come in with a home, and we really want to make sure that everything is in order. And when you have a home inspection, it's not just about really what's the status of an existing home, but even with new construction. And, you know, we really want to talk about both a house and also an apartment. So, Number one, and I think what we're going to talk about right now is really some of the misconceptions and I would say common mistakes that we see here in really examining the condition of the property. When you buy a new construction home, people look at it and say, I don't have to look at it too closely because the building department is going to go in there and they're going to sign off on various phases of the house to make sure all it is in order to get that what we call that certificate of occupancy or certificate of completion. And that's partially true, but I think also in my experience also a little bit dangerous. It is 100% true that around the country, although it does vary by the specific municipality, you do need to get permits. You do have your building inspector come out and check that certain things are done. But I firmly believe that that is no replacement for having a more thorough inspection. Having someone who is 100% on your side, who is job to, is to look to find things that are wrong, right? Some of them could be superficial, right? But a building's department inspector is not going to come in and see, oh, is that a good choice of a flooring system and how to maintain it? They're not going to worry about if there's a scuff or a crack in a countertop, right? They're more concerned on the big structural issues that things are done. And that last level of quality, you're the one that's going to be stuck with looking at that wall and seeing the nail heads pop out or seeing things that might be just a little bit uneven and that might bother you. So if you're going to do a new construction, make sure that you really have your own independent inspector, and make sure that you understand the warranty. Generally, new homes come with a builder's warranty. Depending upon the nature of the claim, whether it's something structural with the foundation and supports, major systems, or something more superficial, the amount of coverage, the time period to make a claim can vary. So make sure you understand the warranty, what to look for, when to complain, and how to complain. All very, very important. And I want to actually take a step back to our show last week where we had Dr. Bob Brown, um, who is a geotechnical engineer, on our show. And he talked about the importance of soil and ground conditions. You really want to have a good understanding of how water flows. You want to make sure you have a good understanding of the nature of the soil not just because you want to have nice landscaping and you want to make sure you put in shrubs or trees or flowers that can survive. Of course, you want to have that too. But you want to have an understanding of shifting of the house. Whenever you build a new house and you have the foundation, you will have a little bit of settlement. The question becomes, what's the difference between that natural tiny movement versus something more severe that can cause the house to literally become uneven, 
<clears throat> to have doors that don't close or windows that don't operate properly, and you have a much bigger issue. And so it's very, very important to understand that and to make sure that your inspector has the awareness to key you into those issues. And that are all, these are all the things that can happen even on brand new construction, and we'll talk about resales in a second. The next thing is what you should go through in picking an inspector. Now, people have differences of opinion and comfort of should I get a licensed home inspector or should I get an engineer? And depending upon the circumstances, there's different arguments, pro and con, over one over the other. Regardless which direction that you go into and which profession you feel is the right one, make sure you pick them for the right reason. So if you're going to be buying a home, understand how they're going to put their inspection report together. I have seen some inspectors literally have a clipboard, write down a couple things, and they go, here's your report. I think in this day and age, you should have pictures. They should go through it with a level of detail. And we're going to talk about some of those details in just a moment. That should be in there. And you have something that you can say with your records because ultimately, that is not just your inspection, your negotiation in the contract, but it becomes a very handy guide on things that you need to repair, how to maintain, and things that you may want to consider to upgrade. Now, when picking your inspector, you should talk to them about how they approach things. Is it going to be really quick, or are they going to really take their time and really guide you through it? You've got to also understand the referral source of where they're coming from to make sure there's someone who really always has your best interest at heart. And you want to make sure that they're really having a lot of detail. Let me give some examples. Number one, if you're looking at the roof, are they really examining the roof carefully? Are they fully understanding some of the things like radon that's unique to the area? Very important points. We're going to cover more of these important points you don't want to miss in your inspection because it can cost you a lot of money if you're not thorough. More nine real estate after this commercial break. You have all helped support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, Giza Sheets, My Pillow 2.0, and more. Great news! The My Pillow six-pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two hand towels, and two washcloths. Regular price is seventy nine ninety eight for a limited time. You can get this six-pack towel set for only thirty nine ninety nine with promo code JOEP. That's a 50% savings. Go to MyPillow.com. Call 800-651-0798. Use the promo code JOEP to save 50% on the MyPillow six-pack towel sets. 
Both houses of Congress are considering legislation that will impact your favorite talk shows and news updates. The AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act would ensure that auto manufacturers won't eliminate AM radio from future car models. Over 80 million Americans, men and women like you and me, depend on AM radio for news, severe weather updates, vigorous debates on talk shows, and local information that is essential for public safety. When a disaster strikes or lives are threatened by wildfires in places like Maui, AM radio is often and the only lifeline a community has. You have the power to make a real difference. The AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act is H.R. 3413 in the U.S. House and Senate Bill 1669 in the U.S. Senate. Please contact your senator and your congressman asking them to support this vital legislation to keep AM Radio in American cars now and forever. The AM Radio for Every Vehicle Act. Act today. This decade is looking like the worst one to retire or be retired in. Now more than ever, you need to stay ahead of turbulent markets and money-grubbing politicians. That's why you need Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch. For more than 30 years, Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch has been helping Americans invest, protect, and grow their assets. A Retirement Watch subscription gives you must-have advice on all aspects of your retirement. Independent advice you won't get anywhere else. When you subscribe to Retirement Watch, you'll get three months of Bob Carlson's Retirement Watch newsletter. You'll also get Bob's five model portfolio and five free reports including the hidden rules of retirement, hidden real estate tax bombs to avoid, cashing in on Congress's $350,000 retirement shocker, plus two more free reports, and an exclusive conference call with Bob Carlson answering your retirement questions. The newsletter, free reports, the conference call, all for just $19.95. Sign up today at yourretirementwatch.com, yourretirementwatch.com. That's yourretirementwatch.com. Did you listen to our podcasts? Hear them now on our website at am970theanswer.com. Welcome back to Ion Real Estate. This is attorney Stephen Ebert from the law firm of Casson and Casson. We've covered a number of uh, great topics from the financial and your pocket to the spiritual. We want to head back and complete our discussion on home inspectors. And you really want to have a sense of how uh, detailed your home inspector is going to be, how they put that report together, if they not only identify what the issues are, but also give guidance on things to repair. And what I was talking about is having an inspector who understands the local market, right? Only in a local market are you going to understand some of the conditions on soil or other environmental issues. So, for example, in certain parts of the country, radon's a big issue. In other areas, not. So you want to make sure if you're in those zones that might have a radon issue, that that test is part of the inspection, also understand what further is not part of the duty of an inspector. If you have a house with a well or a septic tank, in most cases, you're going to need a separate company to go ahead and test them. And if you skip on testing them as a buyer and you walk into that home and took that risk, you could be on the hook for an ins- a very expensive problem. And particularly if you have a well, make sure you not only test the quality and safety of the water, but also a lot of people overlook the flow and capacity 
Is there good water pressure coming? But also the mechanicals. And understand that the environment is very much a loop. Understand if you have a well, is it a shallow well or a deep well? Because that could be a very big factor in how you want to do your lawn maintenance if you're using organic or chemical treatments, depending upon the type of treatment you put on your lawn and garden and the nature of your well of how shallow and how deep the well is, that could have an impact on your water quality. So there's really a lot to understand for your local market. One of the next errors that I see people make, and in my opinion, this is the biggest mistake that you could make, and it is also the easiest mistake to avoid. What is it? Go with the inspector. Go with them, see what they're doing, let them do their job, watch how they do their job, but ask them while they're there tips about the house. Every house always has unique and funky features to it, and the inspector is your tour guide on really getting a sense of where things are. Where are those hidden mechanicals, little things to be on the lookout for? Oh, don't forget to change those filters. I remember when I bought my house, and it was clear that the prior homeowner didn't change out the water filters for quite some time. And it was fine in the end, but if you have an area where maybe there's a little bit more sediment in the water and you don't change out those filters, you could really have a lot of gunk getting into your plumbing. Just one example. Be there. They're your tour guide because, remember, the inspection report is not just a negotiation tool, right? In your inspection report, you want to see what's wrong with the house and adjust the price accordingly um, for repairs that you have to make as a buyer that the current homeowner didn't make. But there's another level to that inspection report. You see major systems that will in the next two, three, five years maybe that might need to be upgraded or replaced. And part of this inspection report is making sure that you budget accordingly so that if you have to replace your hot water heater in three years, you're prepared to make that upgrade when the time comes, even though it's maybe working perfectly fine today. Very important. You know, one inspector that I've had clients use many times, he really goes the extra mile, and this is a question to ask your inspector. Do they not only look at major systems like the, mechan- you know, like the boiler, hot water heater, air conditioning, heating units, but one of the things that he likes to do is he will literally take the manufacturer and the serial number, and he will actually go online as part of his inspection to see, is there a recall on the product? Is there a concern about the product? And, you know, that level of thoroughness is terrific because you have a greater understanding on really what's going on. And some of these can be very high-cost items. Another thing to keep in mind where I see clients, and, and the custom is generally not to do it, but I'm seeing an increasing change in philosophy on people doing it, is should I inspect an apartment? Right, And if you think about it, most people, if they're buying in a big high-rise with 200 apartments, they say, look, we have a building superintendent, we have maintenance, we have professional property management. The few things that I'm responsible for, I can check myself. 
I can see if a dishwasher works. I can see if a refrigerator works. Is it worth spending anywhere between 600 to about $1,000 plus on an inspection? Well, most people don't bother, and I understand why. But what are some of the things that an inspector could do for you to protect you? Number one, they could actually see how well the building is being managed. A good inspector would say, let me go downstairs and actually see the boiler in the mechanical room. Does the things look good, or does it look like things are a mess and it's not being managed well? Also, we're in a very interesting time where there's a lot of legal changes and also technology changes where buildings are upgrading as they've transitioned from oil to natural gas to electrification. A good inspector is going to be able to understand what some of these power sources and mechanicals are and can give guidance if the building is going to have to make some of these fundamental changes. And as an attorney trying to analyze the building financials, this could be very helpful information. They could look at the roof to see is it well-maintained, is it a patchwork job, or if there's issues over there and leaks. So there's a lot of things that they can do. Um, besides also your, the, your specific apartment. I do recommend that when you're buying in a smaller building or when you are in, let's say, a penthouse building or a ground floor duplex, there is a, a greater call for an inspector. If you, let's say, have a roof deck, was that roof deck installed properly? I've seen crazy situations which never should have passed inspection happen. If you have a top-level, a penthouse apartment with a roof deck, there should always be a certain support and spacers before they put the decking material. I've actually seen some developers take wood planks or composites like treks and put that right on the roof membrane. That is a potential fire hazard that will damage the roof. That is a mess, and it's shocking, and inspectors have picked up on that. You also want to be careful. There's a lot of what I call duplex apartments where maybe you have an apartment on the main level and also a basement part to the apartment that, that walks out. You really want to have an understanding, are they above or below grade? Is there a potential for some water penetration and flooding from the backyard? And really get a sense of how much of that is usable as living space versus general residential space. An inspector could be a valuable tool to help a real estate agent and attorney go through that. Next point you got to remember is following up on those inspector recommendations. A lot of times it's a lot cheaper to fix a problem before it becomes a big problem, and a lot of these systems are interdependent. When you're looking at a roof, be very careful. If you have your traditional shingled roof, um, you've got to make sure that it's in good condition because if it's not, you're going to have water damage. And if the attic doesn't ventilate properly, it could be a breeding ground for mold, which would be absolutely terrible. Also, the right way is to have one layer of roofing. Sometimes what people do is instead of taking off the old roof, they just put a second layer on. And, and people are allowed to get away with that in most locations, but that's not best practices. So the inspector can help you distinguish between what's allowable versus best practice for your home. 
Also, keep in mind that an inspector is not a psychic. I know Halloween's a couple of days away, and sometimes, you know, they can't predict everything spooky with a house. They have a lot of tricks and techniques to try to find things, but they can only do so much. So, for example, you know, a good inspector will add tools into their arsenal. For example, something like a moisture meter. Looks like a big remote control for your TV, and they can turn that on and go to certain areas and check, is there moisture behind the wall? So that way they can see if there's water penetration, even if there's nothing visible to the eye. Also, what happens is they have infrared detectors, so they can see if maybe there's a small leak from plumbing to see where the hot water lines and the cold are going and to make sure all's in order. All of these are tools to help them do their job, but the reality is they're only having a visible look at the property, and so they're looking for things, but that doesn't mean even the best home inspector can catch everything. Also understand their limitations. As mentioned earlier, septic, well, termites, that's additional levels of inspection. So it looks like, unfortunately, we're out of time. We've covered so many topics from inspection to living space, things to keep in mind for financing. Uh, We're going to have more next week. Again, attorney Stephen Ebert from the law firm of Kasson & Kasson. And we'll see you next Saturday on Ion Real Estate. Stay alive, your body starts to shiver, for no mortal can resist the evil of the thriller. <laughs> The preceding hour of programming paid for by DTHY Realty Incorporated. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.